What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We finna recap USC Singapore. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe, comment your thoughts, comment your thoughts on the career of the great Korean zombie. And as always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul, pick and win them, Concha, and I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's your boy, Kev, water boy, boy, a.k.a. the Street Fighter Enthusiast, a.k.a. the Don P.Y.E., but always known as the realest on your screen. <sighs> How old, man? You see, I don't got the belt today, you feel me? Because we talk, I'm wearing all black, because we got to talk the life and time of the Korean zombie. I'm not going to lie to you, Paul. I love being an MMA casual, because I be finding out stuff. And, like, this is stuff y'all already know, because y'all done did the research, y'all done saw the fights. I be finding out stuff at the last second. I got to see the reaction to everybody's faces. So I knew people fucked with the Korean zombie. I just didn't know why. My first fight seeing him fight was against Volk, and I was like, Damn, bro, almost died. But I respect the fact that he kept going. But and then that's the fight that that's also the fight that taught me that you don't people don't throw the towel in MMA because I thought like I was watching by the third round I was like oh yeah they're gonna end this I'm like damn ain't nobody throwing that thing nobody no nobody coming that oh, there might be a few that would but Korean Zombie would never you I mean he even knew he wasn't gonna win that fight Mac he even said like after that second round he kind of figured out like. I'm just gonna swing, like I'm just gonna bang, and and that's why I think the epitome of why people fuck with him is because like he could have went out there and gave us a boring fight of just like him on the back foot getting pieced up the whole time, but then he chose to come out in that final round and just push the pace and is like I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking we're gonna meet in the middle. I'm gonna keep running at you throwing the hardest punch I got and you're gonna throw and someone's gonna go down and like that like just him even with the loss I sat there and I was just like. That's my motherfucking boy, Korean zombie. That's a way to go out, bro. I respect him. I love to see it, man. So I love to see it, but I'm hearing and learning more and more about Dog. Finding out that he had to actually, he was actually the man. He was over here fighting Jose Aldo, and Jose Aldo was the motherfucking man. He lost and that then, one too, but it was a good and one. Then, and then he had to go on to the motherfucking military for four years. That's a long time. Like, I can understand, like, when Lomachenko had to leave for the military, Usyk, they was they're saying they had to leave for the military. I was thinking, like, bro, them boys been gone for, like, a year and a half, two years. Like, fuck. But no, like, four years? It's mandatory in South Korea. All men must, after the age of 18 through 20-something, have to at least 10. And he doesn't even complain about it. He thinks He's like, this is a service to my country. I love my country. And also, like, it's taught me things as a man. Like, after, he's like, I support every guy going into the military at this age because you walk out from a boy and you turn into a man. You start, like, you, you it gets you on a schedule, gets you how to, it teaches you about life, how to prepare for shit. Like, you're, it just makes you more prepared for life. I respect you to the fullest. But, yeah, man, so I'm a big, and then, so I'm sitting there watching, like, I got to see the second round of TKZ. Like, when he gets reducted to the Hall of Fame, everybody starts putting respect on his name, which I feel like nobody does it. I'm be at least able to say like, yo, I got to see him do his thing a couple of times. And he really does walk forward. He don't be, he's not with the bitch shit. Yeah, I mean, and uh, everyone fucks with Max, and then Max had a touching moment. Shout out Hawaii, prayers out to Hawaii. Hopefully, everyone out there staying safe. But yeah, no, that's like, it was kind of like a, I mean, I had chills during the retirement. Like, I like the moment because I was coming out the bathroom, I was watching it through the, I was taking a shower, watching it, getting ready for work. 
And then I get out and then like I had a feeling it was going to happen. And then he actually announces it. And the song comes on as he's like doing his bow to the to like the fans. And like I just got like from toes to fucking the tip of my head. bro. I had chills go down my body. And like I wasn't even the biggest like I'm a fan of him, but I'm not like he's not my number one guy. So I was just saying there, like, wow, like this, like he means something. If I'm over here, again. like you're just going out like a true boss, bro. Real warriors, so you gotta respect it. I rest. Um, thank you, thank you, Korean Zombie. Your life, your your career was amazing. I'm only gonna do more and more research for it. Nothing but the best to you. Facts. But on to this card, though, because I'm not gonna lie to you, Paul. They wasn't playing when they said five a.m. No, they wasn't playing. They One thing you do is they do not cap about time. So like, I'm watching. I'm on yes, um, MMA Twitter. Motherfuckers just setting like twenty alarms. Motherfuckers setting alarm for 15. Like niggas was up. Like everybody, there's dudes in the chat talking about some five a.m. Top of the morning, y'all boys. We up. We up early with it. We up. I respect anybody that watched the entire card because I know I did. Because I know I, I'm watching that bitch right now. Because I remember I was like, yo, don't I own ESPN Plus? You know what? I'm not gonna just. I'm not gonna pay attention to who won the prelims. I'm just gonna rewatch the fight myself. <laughs> I mean, shit. I mean, you're better. I haven't been able to catch the prelims yet. I just seen the highlights and basically the news and everything coming out of it. Like I, like um, I know it wasn't the first fight, but there was some prospect on here, Rolando Badeo, and he was everyone's like big favorite. Like, oh, he's gonna look good. Homeboy from China, Song Keenan beat him. So, like, that was, like, one thing I was like, oh, shit, apparently everyone's favorite bet of the night, Rolando, but did not did not look good, apparently. And uh, everyone's saying it was a close fight, but Song got the, the knockdown. So, like, Song going to the judges, the knockdown favored him. He went 29-28 across the board. Respect, man. The UFC loves Singapore, so when them Chinese fighters win, I know they be, they be lit. But, I mean – I didn't get to watch it. I was typing it up on the main card. We had Aaron Blanchfield get the name of decision win over Talada Santos. Hold on. I think that was, I can't remember. Was this a prelim fight? The Junior Topper versus Parker Porter? No, that was a main card fight. That was the first fight on the main card. It was quick as fuck, too. Okay, I was about to say Parker Porter. They're, not, they're, they're saying that he might not get kicked from the. Um, from the UFC since he did win his last fight. But yeah, Junior Topper, they said handled that. He definitely did. I mean, first round KO, knockdown, finish, all within a minute and a half. Yeah, it was immediate. And this think this is the fight I woke up to. Like I woke up looking up and by the time I got by the time I was fully awake, this fight was over. But shout out Junior Topper. Did they say that his brother beat Parker Porter too or something like that? Yeah. Back That's crazy. three years ago or so. It was a few years ago. That's crazy, man. So what is the junior topper does he have? What what weight class is this? Oh, this is heavyweight. They're both heavyweighters. Uh, uh Junior Toffa is the younger brother. He's newer into the UFC. His older brother's been around for a minute. Yeah, he's probably on his last leg. Like he's kinda did his whole motion and everything. The younger brother's now here to can't take over, take the torch, take the uh the name Toffa to greater heights. His brother was never able to go on and fight for a belt or nothing. So He's from, I want to say, New Zealand, so he's another one of them Aussie boys. Nice. Nice. I got respect for him, man. I fuck with him. 
But on to Aaron Blanchfield versus Talia Santos. Bro, this fight was lit. <laughs> this fight was lit. There was some blood in this motherfucker. And Talia Santos, I don't know what the fuck she's made out of, but she pretty much went, she pretty much got um stuffed every takedown, all 14 takedowns from Aaron Blanchfield, which I thought was crazy. Wasn't going, neither one of them could get a takedown, but it was some I, a lot of clinch work. Yeah, it was a lot of, like, fundamentally, like, sound, like, position work. Like, they genuinely was just never, never letting somebody get in a comfortable place to where they could do something like that. But Talia Santos was blocking some, like, was checking some, like, deep, like, double leg takedowns. Like, I mean, you're deep in the shit. A lot of people would have gotten taken down by Aaron Blanchfield. But Talia Santos is just built different. Like, she's a problem. But this fight was interesting. I say Santos won the first round. It was close. She stuffed the takedown. She was landing some shits. But this is where Blanchfield is dangerous in how young she is. Like, her ability to adapt. She adapted well in this fight because she came back and won the second. And then the third. And then she's young with the cardio. And then that third round, she just killed it with the cardio. Like, it wasn't like she just got it because she was the, she was on. Still on. She just, she's still in the same pace, same cardio, same everything. That's going at it, going at it. She, um, and then I think the second round also fucks Santos up because Santos did eventually get on her back and was eventually on her back. I can't remember exactly how it went down because it wasn't a takedown per se, but um, Santos caught her on her um, um, Blanchfield held it down on her back in the second round. So in the third round, when she just outlasted her, just kept kept it going, kept her foot on the gas. But she got the decision. I don't was it unanimous or split? Unanimous. 29 yeah, so, everyone. Yeah, she got the UD. And the thing about it was, I feel like this fight, neither of the stocks went down. I think Santos showed that, like, because everybody was talking about this could have easily been Santos coming in as a champion to this fight. Like, coming in as a champion and Blanchfield coming to, like, this is this was pretty much, like, in, in, like, in my eyes, this was, like, the semifinals before the finals because one of these two is going to be champion. And well, if Santos was going to be champ and was, they would have had this fight, do you think it would have benefited Blanchfield? Because you were saying how uh, Santos was getting a little bit gassed towards the third round, like fourth and fifth round. Do you think Blanchfield like, would have been even Oh, Blanchfield would have finished it. Woo. Yeah, Blanchfield would have finished it. Because Blanchfield, she just kept, like, she's, she's 24. This keeps fucking me up. Like, she's only 24. And she just, like, when she picks up the pace and she adapts, she, like, can get, like, into a Taryn Crawford s zone, and like I don't want to be just like throwing shit out because like I don't want to like overhype somebody, but like she just gets in a zone that just looks like oh yeah she's comfortable she's ready to keep going and kill. I can't wait to see her in a five round fight. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. And the women's flyweight division is getting interesting. We got the Rose coming back, and she's a flyweight now. So like Lancefield is, I mean, it's gonna be a hard one to knock off. We already said like she whoever wins this fight gets the title fight loser. Fights Tatiana Suarez. Like I feel like that's the like Talia Santos was I mean, she was stuffing them takedowns. I wouldn't mind seeing her if Tatiana Suarez gets stuffed. Like it might be we might have to see a different side out of her. I think that's exactly who, who, who um, Suarez should fight next. And I was saying this before this fight, because the Suarez fights Santos next. It's just looking like it's just gonna it's setting up something dangerous for her and Aaron Blanchfield. Because imagine Aaron Blanchfield goes on and fights the winner of Valentina Shevchenko Grasso. Beats them, and now she's a 25 year old champion. She beats them, she's like a 25 year old champion, and now she has a champ, but she's a champion in the division. Philip Killers, you got Rose Namajunas, 
you got Furiat, you got Talia Santos, you got Suarez, and Nama Yunus versus Furiat is literally next weekend. So motherfucking Suarez versus Santos, book that motherfucking. Oh, and then you book the winner out of Furiat and Rose Nama Yunus, the um the loser out of Grasso and Shevchenko, book that. And then, like, this shit is about to get crazy lit in a second. Like, next year might be the year to win this flyweight. Yeah, and then we can't forget about the OG Caitlin Chukian, who they already she has a couple losses, but she's like she went from always number one contender to now number five, just because how many hitters are new to this division. But she's still around. Like, don't let the don't let her age fool you. Like, if you're if Rose isn't ready or whoever isn't ready, Chukian will expose them. Hell yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. And you know, all my wives come up uh, flyweight because for some reason. And then we got then we got to see my guy, the prospect, Renya Nakamura. He didn't get the knockdown, he didn't get the KO, but he did look great. I mean, Fernie Garcia was definitely a big step up in competition and hit in terms of like who he fought in his last fight in the UFC and then the, all the fights before that over in Japan. And 30-27, 30-27, 30-26. I don't think it should have been 30-26, but, hey, you never know. This, he did have a couple submission attempts. A couple of them were close. But Renia Nakamura, to you, I mean, you didn't know who he was really prior to this. Afterwards, are you remembering a name? Is he someone you're writing down in the Bantamweights, or is he just kind of a little bit overhyped goods? I mean, the Bantamweight division is a really – is one of my – is may not be the best division, but I can probably consider it one of my favorites just because of – Oh, that nigga's gangster. I'm actually watching the Nakamura um, fight right now. And on the side, like when Bruce Buffer was calling his name, he did the sword thing. He said, Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, shit, that shit was hard. But um, it wasn't Bruce Buffer. It was Joe Martinez. My bad. But this dude is the truth. I will say that I love the Bantamweight division because of how close it is in skill. How, like, every fighter can kind of feel like you never really know what can happen. And any fighter can knock off any fighter in a sense. My thing about Nakamura is that he's just young, 7-0, well, 8-0 now. And he came in as, what, a minus 900 favorite, and Bernie Garcia was, like, a plus 600. So this was a fight he was supposed to win. Everybody was expecting a first-round KO. But I think it was just a good showcase of his skills. I mean, it looks like he probably has to get some, like, some BJJ work or something in there, like something to make him, like, just a lethal finisher on um, on the ground because it looked like he had, like, a few opportunities. Because, like, probably after the first two minutes, I was like, oh, okay, Nakamura is, Paul, Nakamura is exactly as good as Paul said he was. And I'm thinking the fight's about to be over in, like, the next 30 seconds, 30 seconds or so. And I'm, like, two rounds later, like, oh, shit, they're still fighting. This is crazy. I'm enjoying Nakamura. I think he's a solid striker. He doesn't give too many off. He doesn't look like he has too many holes on the feet. And he's a great – and he's on um, – I think they say he was a kickboxing champion in the past. I could be wrong. Yep. But – he just needs to like continue getting a complete working because it was a great fight. He definitely dominated, bro. I don't I'm not mad at a 3026, but it just looked like he didn't have everything in his um arsenal. Because like the takedown that I'm looking at the takedown right now, he got the takedown at 345. And after that, it was his fight. After that, like continue. Yeah. Nine minutes and 30 second control time, 10 minute fight. I mean 15 minute fight. So like control time was there, stand up was there. But like you said, I would if you're that big of a favorite, I always expect to finish. So you didn't get the finish, not knocking you, but, like, it was kind of set up for you to get the finish. Oh, yeah. Jid's lit, though. He's definitely going to be, like, one of the big dudes out of um, China for a little bit. But um, 
Japan. He's lit. I fuck. He's oh, from Japan. Japan. Nice. That's even better. I fuck with Japan. But um, he's cool people. I fuck with Brody. And then we got to see the return of Giga and all his glory. Alex Asara is still the homie. No disrespect to Alex Asara, but like, I did think he would wrestle a little bit more, and I thought that would trouble Giga a little bit. But it was a stand-up fight through and through. We got to see him stand up for fifteen minutes. It was. I mean, you look at if you're look, if you're just a stat sheet person. The numbers are very identical. It's sixty-five strikes to sixty-two. Significant strikes, the same thing, 65-62. Head strikes, 25-25. Body, 22-25. Legs, 18-12. Like, damn near identical stats. But I heard Giga was hitting him with them haymakers. I heard Giga was – you could see the pain in Alex Asara's face whenever them shots were landing. Nah, for – I mean – well, first off, Giga is a fucking is the you didn't tell me Giga funny as hell. So at his at his the octagon interview after the win because it was a split decision. We didn't know exactly his hand was gonna get. Oh no, it was a unanimous decision for him. Oh, it was unanimous. Thirty twenty sevens across the board. Oh damn. So yeah. So after I like I I was wild. maybe I just fuck with Caceres too much, but you when Giga got his um his hand raised and everything like that to start the octagon interview, he started off with a. I just wanted to let everybody know that I'm going to be coming for everybody in the fucking division. Watch the fuck. I was like, oh, this boy is a fucking coon. <laughs> it's that pause. It's always about delivery. You got to you gotta give it a little pause. Like Conor McGregor, I want to apologize. To absolutely fucking so nobody. <laughs> like, does that, you have to do that little pause or else it won't, it won't hit the same. The double chance is what he wants. But not motherfucking... It was hilarious, but Giga's a great dude. Coming off of what a two-year layoff or something like that, he's been gone for a year. Long. It was a year, or so, a year and a half. It was like Calvin Cater fight, but it was it was a good year or so and a half. And then it, didn't he get hold in that Calvin Cater fight? I feel like that was one. No, he got beat down. Oh, okay. there's, there's that picture of them in the hospital after, and Giga's face is a little like a bee's attacked him. And then you see Calvin Cater, you know, they're doing a the little fist thing, like, next to each other. Calvin Cater looks like a fucking Calvin Klein model, like, perfect still. And people are, like, one of the most disrespectful photos ever in UFC. <laughs> like, he beat the shit out of him. Like, really, it was, a, like, I, I cannot say enough. Like, it was a five-round or three-round. I don't know, maybe it was five. I think it was a three-rounder's absolute mauling. Oh, wow, that's tragic. But, um, well, I respect Calvin Cater. But Giga, um... He can look good in this fight. I definitely want to see more of him. He's calling out the better, the bigger um, names in the division. And no talking down on my homie Bruce Leroy. Cause I didn't I don't know him by Caceres. So I'm like, when we was talking to the fight, I was like, okay, this guy sounds like he's pretty cool. But then when I see him come out, I'm like, yo, that's my dog, Bruce Leroy. I've been keeping up with him since he was an ultimate fighter. So the like movie. Yeah, I fuck with Brody. And he's coming out of Florida, Coconut Creek, trains at the MMA lab in Miami. Like He's cool people, so he looked good in this fight. I mean, I don't think he deserves to lose his ranking. He is number 15 right now. He looks good with a rank, with a number next to his name. But I think he um fought well. He did what he could. Um, Giga, was, Giga came in with a great, 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 great game plan. And one thing I have to say about Caceres is I just expected more wrestling, like you said. Like, I expected him to be like, no, let me go ahead and um, take this dude out. Maybe Giga was nice with it. Maybe he felt like he wanted to stand the thing. I don't know what it was, but good fight, though. Great fight. Yeah, and with this win, uh, Giga moved. He was already ranked, so Giga moves up one spot, and now he's ranked eighth. And Alex Casares 
your wish is your command is our command, Kev. He's still gonna be ranked fifteenth even with this loss. It was a very close fight, so I I think it, it is fair to not give him that a, a bump down mm-hmm. in the ranking, especially if he's fighting somebody up. That wasn't a bad fight at all. I forgot to check who got bonuses tonight. You're looking like nobody. Oh, I don't know that one. Uh, but then I do know that a lot of people were very hot about this next fight. Oh my gosh. Niggas still Alex Smith gets the dub via split decision 29-28. It is a close fight. A lot of people had it 2-1 span. The judges had it 2-1 Smith. I will say this fight was – I came in first on verdict. I came in uh, both leagues first on verdict. I'm in the UFC league itself. I was top 100 out of like 5,000. So, And it was all thankfully – because of the Anthony Smith to win by decision pick I had. And thankfully that shit came in cash for me. I'm not mad by it because I didn't get to watch it or anything, but I am interested on what happened this fight to get people so damn mad. Because I'm looking at the stats, and the stats show me, like, oh, yeah, Smith should have won. But I also know stats don't show the whole picture. Uh, it was a close fight, see? I'm out of my robbery era. See, like I, I'm out of my. It was a robbery, unless it's like Chris Lee and um Saudi Amato in the mix. I'm not really like screaming robbery like that. I, I've trained. I've I've been meditating. You feel me? I'm I'm grown now. I'm 25. But I I scored this fight for Ryan Span two one. Think Anthony Smith won the first round. Did his thing. Second round almost got. Um, almost got um stopped because um, so Ryan Smith, uh, Ryan Span, I'm fucking putting the names together. Ryan Span lands a devastating shot on um fucking Anthony Smith, but it wasn't like 100 percent like clean, so it leaves this fat ass like um welt under his eye. I think they call it a nematode. It was fat. I thought it was huge. They look bad. Yeah, nematodes look terrible. Yeah, that shit was. Huge purple, gross, and he got stunned in that time. And then in that time, Ryan Span didn't get the finish right there, but he still won that round. Doctors came in, almost stopped the fight. Um, Anthony Smith said he could still go in. He could still, he could still go. So he kept going. Get to the third round. It's a close third round. Um, Anthony Smith may have landed a little bit more, but I personally think Ryan Span got a lot of damage. And that's what the number one thing with criteria is damage, especially in a fight where people are more standing than they are holding control time. Let's let's control, let's respect damage. But they didn't give it to Ryan Span. And it's like it's a close fight. And it feels like if Ryan Span um wanted to win, he probably would have had to got the finish. Didn't get the finish. So that's what happens. I'm not tripping about it. I know a lot of people are a little bit more mad, a little bit more mad than I am. But I respect um Anthony Smith for continuing that fight with that shit on his eye. Cause like that was some like Nate Diaz type, like I'm closing my eyes for the next couple of days type shit. No, I saw the picture of it. I was like, she that shit do look bad. And then, yeah, so um, I respect that. Anthony Smith, I mean, two and zero against Ryan Span at this point. I don't think we'll see the trilogy. I mean, he's still in the mix. I think he's still going to keep getting fights. I don't think he's going to be in the – that light heavyweight division is interesting because it seems like a lot worse than it actually is. Because, like, on paper, every time every time there's a championship fight, they only have a champion right now. Like, like it just seems like there's some bullshit going on there. But then when you look at the top five, you look at the Jamal Hill, the Yuri Prohaskas, 
the Alex Paredes, the Jan Block, the Jan um, Overweight, the Ankalaevs. They're like, those guys might be the ones that you can't fuck with. So, like, Anthony Smith, like, winning this fight, even Johnny Walker, maybe. Johnny Walker probably doesn't. Johnny Walker's probably on the outside looking in on that top five. And um, when you look at Anthony Smith, he can get wins in this division. He can put on exciting fights. He can do things. But I don't know if you're fighting, in a, fighting for a championship or, like, even getting close to championship contention. Because, like, those six right there, like, he already did us lost to Johnny Walker. His last fight was lost to Johnny Walker. But those five right there are just, like, it looks like they're just going to be battling it out for, for the next few years until this song of division thins out. Yeah, and Anthony Smith's old. He's already looking towards the commentary booth kind of thing. I can definitely see him in a commentary position in the like next year, two year, like full time, no fighting. And like he's had a hell of a career. He probably would. I mean, he's going to be one of those people just because UFC is so young that he'll get into the UFC Hall of Fame. Yeah. But especially if he does like get some his popularity up in the fandom up with the um, booth and in the booth, like on some Bisping shit. But at least Bisping had a championship. Yeah. Like uh I'll I compare him like he's similar to like Paul Felder to me. Like he's just yeah. like he's gonna be in the booth, he's gonna be good. He's no Dominic Gray, he's no Dominic Cruz and he's no Bisping, but he's that Paul Felder. People fuck with him, they're both probably going into Hall of Fame and they're both gonna have great commentary careers post UFC. Yeah, like if Kenny Florian was a UFC analyst, he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame on some shit just because of the work he does with John Ennick. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought up Paul Felder. Cause I saw that that boy, that boy was like, "Hey, damn, TKZ, damn, that's how that's how you go out, man. That's how you do it." I was like, "Damn," and he's talking about some man. You make me want to get back in that bitch. I'm like, "Bro, that's insane." Imagine going back to the to the um going back to the MMA, getting your ass whooped, retiring out, retiring with a bang, and then going back to watch the commentate the fights. I don't know how, how I'm going for that or. What do you think? You think Paul Felder could get one more in? They're saying they gave him a good opponent that would have been interesting because they had a him versus this person. That's the fight to make. And I like I can't remember who it was right now, but I was like, oh, I would not be mad with that right now at all. Uh, let me see. I think that's a good point. If you get some the right matchmaking, can make this a good fight, leave on top type shit, and then go back and just chillax in the booth with no regrets. I could fuck with that. But I would hate because you know how I hate how they feed their feed the old to the young in this motherfucking sport. So motherfucker, I would hate to see him go fight some motherfucker that's on this cup that's on the come up and shit, or like some dude that like they want to give him some nice names on his um resume. Paul Felder versus Jim Miller, UFC three hundred. That'd be a hit. That's what I said. that was the one I saw, and I was like, oh, give me that. Oh, and then Tony Ferguson was the other one. They said Paul Felder versus Tony Ferguson. I was like, those are the two fights. If he comes back, I'm okay with let's make that happen. But if they give him a fucking hitter or something, like it's just like why like just stay in the booth, bro. Like you're probably getting the same amount of money in the booth. Maybe I like I might like Tony Ferguson to kill him, I'm not gonna lie to you. But that I like that Jim Miller fight. Then and then we got the retire we already hit on it kind of with the TKZ retirement, but like Max Holloway was his third round finish. Was yeah, it? I was in the third. Yeah, third round KO, the first 23 seconds. He already had two knockdowns. I mean, he was winning from the first round, second round, third round. You're kind of waiting for the finish, or you're going to think it's going to be an absolute beatdown. I will say it was kind of interesting in the first round because Korean Zombie landed a big shot. Like, it, it didn't, it didn't like, hurt him or anything, but you could definitely, like, Max Holloway had a step back 
kind of recollect himself before he went back into it. And like, I was saying, like, oh, shit, like, maybe Korean Zombie has, like, a little bit of juice in him now. And eventually, I felt like Max figured out the distance and was just, just leaning, like, landing the cleaner shots. And you could tell the Korean Zombie's chin is compromised because, like, Max isn't known for his power. But it was after, like, halfway through that second round, I'm sitting there, like, every time Max lands on the, like, lands a punch to the face, like, Korean Zombie's knees are a little buckled. He's kind of, like, you see his body react as it's someone who's getting really hurt. And I was just saying to like, okay, this is like, if you don't retire after this fight, like you're going to go out really bad. Like someone, like it's going to be like, going to get worse from here on out. Cause your chin and everything is not looking like it's holding up anymore. But salute to Korean zombie. Third round comes out, says, fuck it. I'm going to push the pace. I'm going to go out with a bang. Let's fucking go out with a bang. Max ducks head overhand, right lands on the chin and like Korean zombie movie style just falls face forward. Max doesn't need a follow up, just go jumps the cage, celebrates in the crowd, has to be escorted back to the state uh uh back to the fucking uh cage. It was an event. Like I didn't watch most of the fight, but I mean most of the card, but this fight here made me happy to wake up for UFC Singapore. I was sitting there like, okay, this 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 was the energy I needed this morning. No, I for real fucked with it. I mean, I look at this shit as like, shout out TKZ. This is the way you go. Somebody, um, homie, big homie from the MMA experts, he said that boy went out like a zombie, flat on his face. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. If I'm Korean zombie, that's the same way I want to go too. Because it was beautiful, man. I want to say Max just looked good in a fight. He respected Korean zombie. And like, you can tell like there are points and there are just points in time where like, he just wanted a smooth finish. He didn't want to make it just like a Calvin Cater, like a Calvin Cater type clinic or just like just straight up, just cl- straight up clinic. He made it. He's like, y'all, I respect this dude. I want to come in, put on an exciting fight and get the fuck up out of here, get my own fight bonus. Because he, because this fight won fighter tonight. And there was a point when my favorite part was when he had the submission. And then like, we're just sitting there looking like, is he going to, what's happening? Because it looked tight. It looked like he had it. And motherfucking, I want to say, what was it? It wasn't a darts or nothing. What was it? It looked like a darts choke, but it was like around, around that same. He had it from the top, like over, like, I think it was a guillotine, <laughs> but it might have been darts, but he was just like, he was locked. It looked locked in. It looked tight. It looked tight. So he got that. He let that go and took it back to the feet when he seen, like, Korean zombie probably wasn't on top regardless. He probably would have just went out, got out that bitch, took it back to the feet and ended it. So it's crazy to know that, like, Max Holloway just added like counter punching KO ability to his motherfucking his um infinity stones. <laughs> A counter punching KO power Max Holloway sounds kind of scary. I'm not gonna lie. That's scary. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's something I would put in my. I would really use as a repertoire, like especially if you're going to the bigger division, because like I feel like that's when his next best fights are like. Going for the BMF title, going for this, doing something against Poirier again, doing some shit. Like, going for the bigger fights now because, like, some people just have your number, and Volk definitely has his. So, like, motherfucking going somewhere that's going to actually, like, where you just can keep putting on great fights. Because this was a fun-ass fight. Everybody was excited for this. We got to see it. I just want to see Max Holloway just keep doing big events because at the end of the day, he's still 18 in a go against every other featherweight, featherweight ever. It's just... 0-3 oh, against Volk. And one of those fights you can say he won, but 0-3 oh, against Volk. Yeah, and I mean, if you do want the Volk fight, this is the type of performances you have to put on. You school yes. Allen, 
who was supposed to be the next great thing. And then you like you you didn't get to pick the Korean zombie fight. It kind of got picked like he picked you, and you were willing to oblige. And then you fucking put him out. I like put him out cold like that. Like it just. I know no one's pushing for the the fourth fight, but like I mean, this is what you got to do if you really truly believe you deserve that fourth fight. You got to keep putting on performances like this, and then Dan is eventually gonna be like, "Fuck you, being all our other hitters." The the people that we also try to feed you just obliterated them ice cold KOs. Fuck, I guess we'll I guess we'll make it again. Like I I guess we'll have to. I mean, I look at it like I want to see Max Holloway just do shit to add to his legendary resume, legendary career. Like I want to see him. And there's not too much. There's not too much in the um, featherweight division right now because like a lot of these people could they're um they could age well. Like Arnold Allen could go on and do some crazy shit. A fucking Yaya Rodriguez could come on and do some crazy shit. Like we, these shits can age well, similar to like Connor's wins over Max and Dustin. But um, no, I want to see him go do some cool shit. Like go to that light, especially since Max is a badass motherfucker. Let's see him go fuck up some dudes in the lightweight division. There's a lot of motherfuckers that he could go, that he could um, he could fuck with. He could um, fuck with out there, and they'll probably be closer fights. And if he's doing his counter punching shit, imagine him just counter punching Dustin Dustin Poirier. Just boom. Sorry, submitted his ass. Yeah. Just, he just beat the fuck out of him. Who submitted him? Korean Zombie submitted him. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, that should be crazy. But So that's what I want to see from Max. And stay away from Ilya Tapuria. Stay away from Ilya Tapuria. Because I feel like him and Volk both see something in Tapuria that like nobody else sees, and they just don't want to say nothing. They just was like, okay, I'm going to let you guys do what you think. Shit, that, I think that would be the... If he doesn't move up to lightweight, I think that's the next fight to make. And then at that point, it's like if you if Taporia beats him, he gets the title fight. And if Taporia doesn't win, that's what we said about Arnold Allen. I know, but hey, you gotta you gotta at least get three under your belt before you go back up. Nah, man, I'm telling you, dog. go go go. <laughs> stay oh. away from unless they fight in Spain, like like Taporia said. But unless then, stay away from Taporia, man. Well, boys, everyone out there, again, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your favorite fight. Comment your favorite fighter. Comment your favorite bet that you cashed in on this weekend. If you put any bets, you're up early enough to place them. As always, this is Totally Blitz Podcast, breaking down UFC Singapore again. Shout out the Korean zombie, Chang Sung Jong, his real name. As we know, the Korean zombie, what a hell of a career. Thank you for everything. Hats off to you, my boy. And hats off to Max Holloway. You're another dog doing big things. This has been Totally Blitz Podcast, talking UFC Singapore. And if y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers.